What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 128 of the Rocket Punchcast, the gaming podcast, so you don't have to. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Cameron here. I'm joined by the most ruthless corporate executive you've ever seen, Will. Well, what's going on? All I'm saying is we need at least 30% profit margins, no matter what. <laughs> and by God, if we don't get those profit margins, someone's going to commit sepulchre. <laughs> Well, don't worry. We're going to talk a lot about profit margins and other businessy stuff tonight, I'm sure. Oh, also, <laughs> by the way, um, 401ks, they're gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, good yeah. luck trying to pass that law there. Uh, no, no, that's not a law. That's just a bylaw of the company now. It's gone. Have fun with that. Okay, yeah. Definitely have fun with that. Also, uh, yeah, no more no more health benefits. Um, I mean, you said sure, it to I'm be a really sure ruthless uh, executive, so all right. Well, okay. let's just do everything wrong. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, yeah, um, fire half the employees. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to all that in just a little bit. Um, before we get to that, though, uh, Will, how, how are you, man? How are you doing? Um, I'm actually okay, man. Uh, you know, um, week two or three without a proper motherboard, so. Nice. Um, luckily, a uh, friend and uh, I would say, actually, close friend, uh, Chris Scott of the Rocket Punch crew, is uh, saving my bacon <laughs> by letting me borrow his laptop of Doom. See, guys, this is why. Is, is also part of the reason why we want to help build a community around games and geek culture here with Rocket Punch as well. Like you get friends like that, you need to have friends like that that are willing to say, "Hey, your motherboard's down. You can't play games on your PC. Here, take my laptop. Let I'm me borrow here. You can borrow my laptop. You know, and uh, just get it back to me." Ah, see the Cash family is in Twitch chat. Hello, sir. Ah, come on, stop. Hopefully, you and everybody else is having a good time for everyone watching us tuning in via Twitch. There. Yeah. Sure. Um, let us start. Let's jump right in, because surprisingly enough, I didn't think there was going to be a lot to talk about, but we've got a lot of stuff we want to touch on, <laughs> hit on, update. Um, yeah, it, He's that, hitting on your bucks. I mean, to be fair, I'm a Dolphins fan, so can you truly, ooh, hey, truly... Whoa, whoa, okay. See, see, before we even get started on this episode here, I need everybody to understand, I'm, for people who are not watching, um, you're listening to this episode, I'm wearing one of my favorite um, football team shirts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, my family is from Tampa. They were like my grandmother was a couple of blocks down from Raymond James Stadium. So I'm going to put on my <laughs> sunglasses and say, "Deal with it." <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, hey, he's a Dolphins fan. That, that's what he's responding to. Oh, okay. Look, <laughs> that just got worse. No, 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 look, no. man. Look, we're good at games. We're not good at sports. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, guys. Oh, you're saying it's a Packers fan? Well, there's your problem right there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let, let's be real. Uh, well, I don't know. Saints are cool. Saints are fun. I'm okay with the Saints, but the Packers, I mean, can we just kick them out of the league? I like Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's, he's okay, cool. so they have one out of how many? Look, this isn't the football podcast. Look, I'm just, I, I just don't want to see Brett Favre cry on TV again. Can oh. we just not have that? Not touching moments there. Um, let's get into the show proper before this Sorry, show gets guys. even more off the rails than it already is. Um, if you if you did not know, this is the Rocket Punchcast, where groups of friends from all around come to this table to talk about video games into microphones. You can check us out every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. We've got our RSS feed, and we're everywhere, Apple iTunes, Google, Spotify, and more. So definitely look us up on your podcast service of choice. Um, remember, as well, you can listen to us live each and every week as we record the show live 
here at twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive every Sunday around 8 p.m. Central Standard Time um, there. So if you want to come join us in our conversation, chat with us, see us live as we do our thing here, you definitely um, swing by every Sunday. Check us out there. And remember, guys, um, rocketpunchgo.com is your one-stop shop for everything Rocket Punch. All of our videos, podcasts, streams, and more are going to be right there at home. So definitely check it out if you want to see more of the awesome Rocket Punch content we produce for you guys each and every week. Um, if you want to help support the show, there are many ways you can do that. If you're a Twitch Prime subscriber, we would love it if you could um, throw your Twitch Prime sub our way each and every month. Uh, this always helps us out. Um, if you are... Um, if you haven't had a chance to, definitely check out our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash rocketpunch, an easy way for you to help support the show, help keep the lights on here in the studio, and get some awesome, cool incentives in the process there. Um, just like our producers did, did, did as well. Very awesome to say, like literally an hour before we recorded this, we actually um, got another new producer, uh, someone supporting us at our highest tier, which is $10 a month over on patreon.com slash rocketpunch. So we've added their name to the list here. So um, as we do with each piece of content, we definitely want to thank our producers out there for helping support the show and um, making us the best that we can be. So definitely a shout out and thank you to Chuck O'Brien, Jossie Moore, Sam Sugg, Jeremy Moses, Tyler Hughes, Steven Sanders, and our newest member in the producer club, um, Kim Sadar. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon, as well as everybody else who is supporting us at the various tiers on Patreon. We could not do what we do without your guys' support. Agreed. Um, like I said, um, other ways, if you if you can't support us monetarily, that is totally fine, guys. Other ways you can support us, if you're watching via video here on Twitch or YouTube, make sure you share the videos. On Twitch, you can click the heart up at the top of your screen, follow our channel here. That way you know when we go live every week uh, with our gameplay and our streams and more. Um, if you're listening via audio, make sure you um takes a little bit of time to go rate and review us on the audio service of choice. Um, iTunes especially. Uh, that's a big one for us there. Um, and reviews in them in and of themselves help support us, help get the word out, um, make us more discoverable to people so they can listen to all the Rocket Punch goodness that we've got going for you guys here. Yes. And as always, guys, if you want to join the Rocket Punch community, come jump in, have fun with us here, goof off, talk about random topics, um, um, talk more to us throughout the week, make sure you head over to our Discord channel here. If you're listening via audio, that is in the show notes. And if you are watching via Twitch, we'll throw that up in the Twitch chat for you guys to check out and look at. Yes. Ooh, that is that part here. Here comes the fun part. This is a lot. I actually, we started building this. There's much more stuff than I expected. Um, upcoming oh. events and announcements, guys. Our game of the month, if you did not know, is Anthem, of course. Um, we've been playing a little bit of that, at least I have, in the early access um, time frame here since it's been released a little bit early to Origin Premiere members. I'll talk about that more in our table talk. But um, because Anthem is our game of the month, we've got some cool little things going on. Um, this upcoming uh, Friday, February 22nd, on the official launch of Anthem, uh, we will be doing a live stream here with um, the um, crew over at Your Anthem. Uh, will, um, one of the content creators, one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest um, Anthem content creators out there, he's going to be joining us on stream. We're going to be streaming with him, playing the game, chatting about the game, having a really great time. Um, on launch day, so if you haven't had a chance, if you didn't get the premiere membership, you want to check out Anthem, make sure, of course, twitch.tv slash rocketpunchlive you join us here so you can check that out with a guy who has basically been covering anthem very in depth for the last couple of months there so also a good resource for questions if you have any questions about the game you're picking it up yourself this upcoming weekend 
um, February 24th. Um, we're actually going to have a roundtable discussion with the Your Anthem team. Uh, Will and his uh, mods are going to be joining us here. Uh, we'll have a cool, I, I would dare say almost, I don't want to say review, but impressions, thoughts, discussions about Anthem. Uh, we'll kind of really deep dive into what we think about Anthem, what we like, what we don't like, especially after its official release on the 22nd. So you don't want to miss that one on the 24th. And, of course, um, we're planning it around the 27th. It may be a little bit uh, further in the, uh, maybe the end of that week, but we'll see. Um, we're going to have our creator spotlight with William from your anthem there. We'll um, deep dive with him personally and talk more about kind of his content creation on Anthem, kind of what got him started and why he's doing that and kind of all the content, great stuff he's producing there. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for all that stuff coming up in the next week or so, guys, if you're super hyped for Anthem. Uh, which is why it's our game of the month. You definitely don't want to miss out on that coverage there. Events. We've got two events coming up here. Um, the first one is for everyone who lives locally in the Huntsville, Alabama or North Alabama area. Um, we're going to have a local meetup um, this upcoming week. If you're listening to this live as it rolls out, it'll be tomorrow. So February 20th, which is the Wednesday, um, at seven, around 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we're going to be a local meetup at the Rocket City Arcade. We're going to go in, play some games, have a wonderful time. Um, depending on how work rolls out for us, there may be time as well for us to eat beforehand. Um, we'll mm -hmm. let you guys know more about that there. But uh, check out rocketpunch.go.com. You'll check our little calendar on the main page there. That'll let you know where that invite, um, all the details about that event uh, you'll be able to find there. As well as if you follow us on Facebook, you'll find that event there. So if you live local, make sure you um, come on over, hang out with us, play some arcade games, and goof off and have a grand old time there. Um, if you're not local... We didn't forget about you guys either. That's one of our initiatives here as well. Um, we're going to have a game night online. So this is definitely one where if you um, haven't had a chance to jump into our Discord channel, you definitely want to be over there for night, uh, or over there for this night. Um, we're having an official game night online. Uh, just kind of gather everybody into all of our channels in Discord, bring the community together. Uh, we're going to be jumping in the game of the night is going to be apex legends we're going to be jumping in and playing with that so if you're looking for people to play you want to play with other people on pc xbox playstation whatever um that's going to be february 26th around 7 p.m central standard time uh, make sure you jump into our discord channel uh, we'll have everything set up there you guys can all pile in have fun we'll make groups match everybody by platform and have fun with apex legends as well and even if the Apex Legends is going to be the main game we're going to be focusing on, but if you have friends, you're not playing Apex Legends, you may be playing Anthem or The Division or any other game there, do not hesitate. Jump into there, um, our Discord channel that night as well. We'll set up some channels for you guys so you can, guys can play your games also there. But um, again, February 26th, 7 p.m. is our game night online. Make sure you head over to our Discord channel so you can join in on all of that fun some podcasts coming up this week i uh, wanted to bring this up because we've got actually a fair amount of stuff coming up for you guys you know who would have thought right no, uh, no, no i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> i mean we're just you know trying to make stuff over here i don't know yeah, we're, we're, we're trying we're trying to do some stuff here we're trying um guys i'm very happy to say uh southern geek uh the podcast we've talked about that's our um We've got the gaming part down. This is our geek culture um, podcast. We're going to be talking about anime, tech, entertainment, pop culture, topics, movies, TV shows, everything and more. Uh, that podcast, episode 00, is going to go live this upcoming Thursday. 
So if you're listening to this as it goes live, you got a couple of days. We'll have the podcast feeds and everything set up. Hopefully by that day, um, they'll pop up in your feed. You guys will be able to check out there. But um, episode 00 will go live there. You don't want to miss that as well. Um, I I think it's, we talked about it um, after the show. It was super awesome. Yep. One of my favorite, one of my favorite conversation pieces that we've had. Not saying I love I love the Rock Punch Cats, but I think talking about something other than gaming, talking about the other passions that we have, it was really nice to talk about those. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Um, also, rabbit holes and stuff I forgot I knew coming to me as we're talking was a like lot of fun. Flooding in, like, oh yeah, I remember these, and playing yeah. like seven degrees and like connecting the dots. It was really cool. Um, so if you're a geek or a nerd and you like talking about geeky and nerdy stuff, make sure you check out our Southern um geek podcast uh, later on this week um, we'll make sure we'll blast it on our social media channels when the podcast feed goes live for everybody there um, creator spotlight we've got two creator spotlights um, one is extremely important it's for a very great cause um, definitely want to apologize I wish we would have gotten this out sooner but due to a lot of personal real life stuff that really slowed us down here um, by the time you're listening to this um, the um, creator spotlight for Cat Dell um, one of the um, managers kind of she is participates in the group the one up on cancer um, charity group a very important group they actually raise money for um, people and adults with cancer and that need and require cancer treatment there um, her creator spotlight is going to go live it should actually be live in your podcast feeds if you're listening to this or, or over on our main site there so number one definitely go check out that episode as well you do not want to miss that a lot of great conversations we had when we uh, talked to her back at kind of a late November there. I'm finally glad and happy that we can roll that episode out for everyone there to kind of get a taste of that. And then another creator spotlight as well. Um, this is more locally, but for people who are interested in cons and expos, and especially people locally, if you are here in the North Alabama area, you might have heard of a convention coming up soon called the Huntsville Com Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool expo, pretty cool thing there. Um, we actually um, got to sit down with Jeremy Long, the kind of creator and showrunner for the Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Uh, we had, I, I would probably say it was the longest creator spotlight episode that we've had. It was a, a, it's over, an, it's well over an hour and a half, guys. But if you're, um, if you're local and you want to know more about literally everything for the um, Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, and also want to know kind of what it takes and what goes and in, is in involved in setting up a, a convention of that scale, guys, um, we had a really great chat with Jeremy there. Um, that will be going on late out later this week on your podcast service of choice um, there. So be on the lookout for both of those creator spotlights. Um, it also goes without saying as well, and this is um, very awesome for all of our Patreon supporters out there. Um, you guys will actually be getting early access to both Southern Geek Zero Zero and the Jeremy Long Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo Creator Spotlight early on the Patreon feed as a yep. thank you guys for supporting us there. So you'll be able to get that. That'll be in your feeds if you haven't seen it already pop up. Yes, um, indeed. Before I, before I continue, what is so funny... Um, hang on. So I got to go back and chat here. What what, um, what is so, so hilarious here for people? So for the people on in listening to the audio, they don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the Cash family and I were having a chat uh, about EA in um, the thing. And I'm 
I was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm going to disagree because... The I hate y'all. Well, hang on, hang on. We're not done. Oh, did you read? Yes, I did read. <laughs> I was going to build up to it, but that's fine. That's fine, too. And then they decided to change the topic. <laughs> Cash family, we're going to have words. Oh, no, CSL started it. He just followed, he just, followed through. Yeah, it, 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 for people who don't know, watch our videos here. I've got a lovely poster about the Princess Bride, if you're into that as well. <laughs> um, one day, maybe, we'll have a very nice treat. Well, who knows? Thank you guys so much for that. I really, really appreciate that. Well, the first thing I, I say when I get into the house is some kind of reference involving that. And he's like, no, you can, you got to work into the conversation. It must be worked into naturally into a conversation because we can spout off quotes Believe me, I've watched enough of it and I've memorized enough of it I can spell off quotes. All I'm saying is, <laughs> good luck. Well, you know, since you're, since you're a funny guy here, why don't you go walk us through our Twitch streams. What are we streaming this week, Will? Okay, if, uh, hang on, if I could learn to scroll properly, <laughs> it'd be wonderful. Um, so on Tuesday, we're streaming Apex Legends. Um, Wednesday, we are doing our, uh, our local event, so we're not streaming. Thursday, I'm going to be playing some Crackdown 3, so y'all can uh, come see me uh, enjoy the, what was it, the Terry Crews Simulator of Choice? Yes, yes. And then, uh, you know, Friday we're doing the live stream with your Anthem team. So, yes. obviously, Anthem, Anthem, oh, and maybe some Anthem. So, that'll be a whole lot of fun. I, I, yeah. A lot of cool streams. Um, I'm excited to jump back into Apex Legends again. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, got a lot of people from the, uh, we, we got a group from the Rocket Punch Discord chat chat. That was able to jump in with me as well. So if you guys are watching and listening, you want to play Apex Legends with me on Tuesday, let me know. Yes, President Camacho is indeed the man, the myth, the legend. I'm scared to. President Camacho, you never saw Idiocracy? Oh, yes, Idiocracy. I could <laughs> I could not remember for the life of me what that... Dude, I, w I love the way he drives that uh, motorcycle. That's all I'm going to say. Pounding a, a couple beers, throw them, up, throw them up to the world. Let's keep going. It's been a long time since I've seen that here. I own it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we'll have to watch that one day. All right, guys. Let's jump into... That's all the upcoming events and announcements as well, guys. Um, don't worry. We'll keep you guys posted as best we can over on our social channels. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those great places um, so you know what's going on here in the Rocket Punch team. Or... Head over to our website there. Uh, you guys can check out our calendar of events there. We'll have everything up there for you guys so you can check out and kind of see what we're doing um, each and every month there. Yep. I'll throw the, the meetup event back in there and then you can see the whole calendar there. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing we're doing. Um, every month we're going to be choosing Game of the Month and Movie of the Month. Yes. So just uh, keep your eyes out. Obviously this month is Alita and I believe Anthem is the game this month. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You want to take a wild guess at what March is? It's really easy. It's, easy. <laughs> it's super easy. We're nerds. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's jump into some table talk here, guys. If you didn't yeah. know, uh, table talks where we kind of talk about our gaming highlights from the past week, as well as our um, any news, relevant news and fun stuff to keep you guys updated on everything that's happening in the gaming world. Uh, first and foremost, though, uh, Will, no overall highlights. So what have you been playing, sir? What have you been getting into? Um, well, uh, let's see. I've played... Um, so, CSL, we're actually going to have, um, in the Southern Geek uh, podcast, we're going to have a whole conversation about Alita. <clears throat> and so that's where you'll want to go to check that out. Um, so, yeah. What? No. I, I disagree. Um, this is not the Alita podcast, <laughs> and this is not the Geek podcast, though. So... Wait for Southern Geek. I know you guys are excited about it. you got to wait. you got to listen to that first. Yeah. Um... 
This is a gaming podcast. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Alita. I and I read the comic back in the day. I'm fine with it. Anyway, um, Wargroove, uh, Crackdown Three, and then I got some things to talk about with the Razor Core. Um, Wargroove continues to be awesome. I really do. Ah, man. Uh, for anyone who played Advanced Wars back in the day, this is a love letter to that game and that franchise. Uh, it's just fantasy instead of, you know, modern-day tanks, guns, and infantry and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, which is really cool. It's a nice little spin on it as well, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. I love how they have shamans for, like, summoning lightning down on flying units and things like that, That's you know, cool. instead of, like, anti-air uh, tanks. I haven't gotten that far, so I'm going to wait and see. Yeah. Bro, no, it, it's uh, it's good. Um, Crackdown 3. Now, this is, is this is the game I want to hear about, because I haven't had a chance to play this yet. I've been playing a lot of Anthem so, this weekend, so talk to me about they Crackdown They got, like, three. four difficulty levels. I'm on the third. <clears throat> so, the one, not the highest difficulty, the next one down. Okay. Um, and I dragged out the first boss fight on purpose. Really? I did it on purpose. Because as you punch things, it builds your strength, right? Okay. And um, the first boss fight has infinite spawning robots below the boss. And so, as you kill things, your health, your uh, every kill you get, your shields uh, recharge. So the oh, more you kill, the better your okay. shields get. Okay, it almost so, sounds very Doom twenty sixteen esque. Okay. Yeah. It, so I was rolling around with um, I had a plasma rifle and uh, a pistol. Um, I was rolling around, murdering the fools, punching them to, in the face, doing as much as I could to build stats. I've never really wanted to drag a boss fight out longer before. I accidentally killed the boss. <laughs> I accidentally killed the boss. How, how do you accidentally kill the um, boss? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so I threw a grenade to where I knew the next round of bots were going to start spawning. Mm -hmm. And um, he accidentally got knocked off the top uh, thing he was on into the grenade. Well, I mean, you, you're gonna, that was going to happen eventually, right? Yeah. You were going to walk down that path. Yeah, I mean, I was going to murder him, but, you know, okay. it was one of those, like, <laughs> rude to, yes. Um, I accidentally killed him. It wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, man. Uh, Huey Lewis on the news. Oh. I love that it, yeah. it was an accident. But, like, how how yeah. is gameplay and everything overall? In so, the guns are cool, actually. The more you kill with guns, the better your eyesight gets upgraded, so your aim gets better. Okay. So, okay. Um, literally, the more you do things... Like, I was literally sprinting around looking for uh, orbs, uh, for the agility orbs, and my movement speed went up a little bit and everything. So, as you do things, it all builds towards making your character better. And uh, by end game, you're supposed to be able to see the difference between Skinny Terry Crews and Jack Terry Crews. Okay. Do you actually play as him? Yeah. No, you get okay, to choose to play. Okay. So, um, so earlier uh, today, Phil Spencer tweeted out um, that one of the... Uh, avatars you can choose is actually a, um, a a Microsoft dev that passed away, and they memorialized him in the that. in the game. And I think it's really cool though that you get to choose, and it doesn't really negatively or change the uh, affect the story or change it so much. But each avatar has the different bonuses to how they level up. So Terry Crews oh. uh, gets more experience off of explosions. Of course, of course, <laughs> uh, of compared course. to gunfire and things like that. So, of course, I'm picking up grenades and I'm trying to cause things to blow up because he gets half of a percentage point more mm -hmm. off of that. And I'm like, well, let's blow some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, that makes sense. Is the gameplay... Number one question I have. Gameplay, is it... It, it, does it feel like it's evolved from Crackdown games of old, or is it just kind of the same old Crackdown? I, I think it takes the good from old Crackdown games, but mm. it also takes some of the bad. Mm. Um, I do enjoy it, and I'm going and knowing what it is. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, the multiplayer is its own app that launches. Yeah. Okay, interesting. It, it's weird. So, yeah, there's that going on. Um, okay. Beyond that, you know, I mean, it's I'm playing this game for story and co-op. Okay. So that that's my big thing there. Um, we need to play at some point. Okay, we'll play. No, I, but, I need to. Yeah. I need to download it. I want to try it. I just we'll talk about Anthem in a little bit, but I do I, it I'll, on I'll, the Xbox. On the Xbox? Yeah. Okay. You may as well use your Xbox for something. I do. For, I'll do. Okay. Let's dust it off and then. <laughs> Um, um, no, no. Um, I do think, though, it's actually a decent game. Uh, I just feel like people are going to look up, look at Pat, look past it. And be like, oh, yeah, Terry Crews, that's cool, and move on to Anthem or these other games coming out, and they're not going to give it the time it maybe deserves. It, it came out on a stacked day. I mean, Jump Force, Crackdown 3, Metro Exodus, Far Cry, New Dawn, all came out. The Anthem Early Access came out. I'm going to be honest. I was stoked for Jump Force, and then I started seeing a lot of gameplay, and I'm like, uh gonna get it maybe like a rental or when it's like 30 bucks or something no no no, no. like 10 Ooh, oh ouch. Ooh. yeah um <laughs> i'm sorry i have dragon ball fighters i have a game that matters <laughs> good point good point um so um, i would rather take that 30 bucks and put it at the season two fighters pass <laughs> the the other question i have about crackdown 3 or mm -hmm. um graphics how do how does it look graphically does it look because the last time i saw this game or at least paid enough attention to watch it was back in like September, October when they tried showing it off at a demo and it didn't look great at all to me at all. So I'm curious right. if it looked better. All right. So any... let's just do this. Um, for those that can't see, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull a video up. I'm going to keep it muted. So that way there's no copyright issues as far as audio. Yeah. <laughs> That's always great. Look, um, there's been a lot of copyright stuff going on lately, especially over on YouTube's. Yeah, so, uh, um, that's another reason why I'm not a huge YouTube fan. But you know. I'm, I'm curious. While he's pulling that up, yeah. I'm also curious as well if anybody out there who's been uh, listening or watching, um, have you had a chance to play Crackdown Three? What do you think about the game? Um, let us know in chat or hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and let us know there. I'm really curious because I I am going to play it. Um, I just it once i saw it back in september i was like okay i don't you know any hype for this game might have died and, and especially after they delayed it from its november release date here to now this is the ign campaign review so if you guys care about what we're watching and seeing it's the ign footage okay it looks about the same it actually plays fairly well though now, oh, I mean, the Crackdown games always played well. Like, the combat and, and everything was really great, really fun. I, I don't really care for the vehicle so much. Um, this is from multiplayer. Okay. okay. That is right there, because they're able to destroy buildings. Um, the campaign, the building destructibility is not as much there, because you're trying to save the city, not blow it up. Um, so, sure, If that's the reason they want to give, that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it's just because they didn't want to implement the power of the Microsoft Cloud for the offline uh, mode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really it. Yeah, it was too much power. 
Yeah. Um, so you can change your loadout. You can when you respawn, you obviously respawn at certain points. Um, they leaned heavily into the sci-fi, so like plasma lasers and shit like okay, that. Okay, that's cool. I'm done yeah. With it. So there's a lot of that. You do get to fight some mechs and a bunch of other things like that. Um, whenever you steal a car, it's automatically added to your uh, spawn point. Just like okay, Borderlands. that's cool. So and then cool. it's kind of like all right, cool. So you can then have that as. Uh, car, so you find a spot you can summon up any vehicle you want and get going. Okay, it doesn't look that great. It's not. It bad. looks great on the One X. Yeah, um, the enhancements may look make it look really nice, but from looking at a video, it almost looks like tail end of 360, early days of Xbox One. I'm gonna be honest though, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Well, I think well, uh, because also they this one was very stylized. They had a very stylized look to it. Well, and so my thing with Crackdown and what I think a lot of people are going a little too crazy about is this is a game that's got a lot of verticality, right? So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, left and right or forward and back. It's You also go up and down. Okay. Um, I think people need to take into account that this is also running on a system that, I'm going to be honest, they're also trying to make it work on the launch Xbox One. I mean, they have to. Right. So you got to think about that. It's going to probably look better on PC than anywhere else, just by the nature of what it is, and that PC will brute force its way into it. Yeah. Um, IGN, IGN gives it a five. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't necessarily agree with them. I like how the game handles, and I'm totally okay with a game not looking like the newest thing. Hell, I just bought a 16-bit game on my Switch. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, the graphics don't have to be everything. Is I would rather have tight controls and play well. And honestly, ninety percent of the draw is I get to be Terry Crews. <laughs> I, I mean, when you, I'm not looking at it like, oh man, Crackdown, it's got to be the end, be all, end all. No, mm-hmm. I, I don't really care about that. It is a Terry Crews simulator to me, and I get to go explosions. <laughs> I love Terry Crews, but I've I've got to have like. Terry Crews can only take me so far in the enjoyment of that game, and I want to see more. Yeah, and, of it, until so. you go and deal with the combat, and then you're like, oh, yeah. okay. I, well, um, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna see oh, my I final mean, version. We already have Game Pass, so yeah, we're gonna. I'm it's gonna not check gonna it cost out. you anything to play it that you're not already giving Microsoft. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Um, what else? You talked about the Razor Core. Tell me this story about Razor Core because apparently, <sighs> so it's la- big. Last time we met and streamed an episode, I bought a Razor Core. To plug into the Razer, right? Okay. Um, since then, I have received the Razer Core. I slapped my verified uh, compatible 1080 Ti into it. Okay. And promptly found out that um, either my laptop or the Razer Core could not talk to each other. Um, okay. Thunderbolt software That's a problem. was removed and reinstalled. I reinstalled uh, Windows. Okay. I reinstalled all Intel drivers. Okay. Um, by the way, um, Thunderbolt is Intel proprietary, so that's a thing. Um, it is. You, he's right on that. Yes. So right. I went and redid every single Intel driver I could get. I redid everything. I did a test user account mm-hmm. and no dice. It pulled power, would not recognize GPU. Wow. Yeah. I went on all the forums. I got in touch with Razor support. Long story short, it's on its way back to Amazon right now. That sucks. Because um, the Razor Core, for people who don't know... The Razer Core was basically this huge external enclosure that you could put a graphics card in, and it would use Thunderbolt to basically, 
use a dedicated GPU. So if you have like a lap laptop and you still want to play some of the big AAA games that come out that look all pretty and got all the ray tracing and crap, then you could um, use a Razer Core, put the graphics card in, and plug it directly into your laptop so you didn't have to have, to have this huge beefy desktop um, to play some of these great games. And so it, it kind of sucks that you didn't really get the power out of that. Uh, Cash Family, yes. Do you understand the bits coming out of my port? Oh, God. <laughs> that is exactly... Um, my 1080 Ti actually couldn't even see anything to be able to talk to it. Um, mind you, I was trying to do this as kind of a stopgap, so I could just use my own GPU and everything while I'm waiting on the board to come back. And it absolutely did not work. And apparently well, this is not the only one that had that Well, problem. thanks to the power of friendship... Yes. Friend, friends are awesome. <laughs> um... But no, in all seriousness, um, at this point, from personal experience, the Razor Core is an overpriced piece of garbage. Mm. And it's on its way back. That sucks to hear because that was a cool idea. And I was, I hadn't heard much about it lately in the last couple of years. So I was curious if that was going to take off. Um, Whoa, hang on now. So, anything else you got? Um, honestly, no. Um, Wargroove is awesome. I like Crackdown 3 despite all the negative press it's getting I don't think it's a bad game and I think people are being overly critical for no reason well and the other thing too it's okay to like a game that's not a nine, 8, 9, or 10 okay like don't don't let people fool you about that that's totally fine there anything else? no um, to uh, at clips uh, with disease uh, welcome to hell oh jeez okay uh, it, it, there's a bunch of stuff going on in chat Ah, uh, man, okay. That sounds like everybody's cool is fine. It's not about the stream. We're doing good, guys. I think as I'm sweating here. Um, <clears throat> no, no, we're doing fine. Well, while Will chats, chats with Chad, I'm, I'm going to talk to Will as well and talk to you guys here. Yeah. I played two games this week that really kind of consumed my time with all the back-end production that we do here at Rocket Punch. The Hubbub. Um, yeah, the Hubbub. I'm sure that's what we'll call it, the Hubbub. Um, number one, Apex Legends. Mm. I streamed Apex Legends. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Um, I streamed Apex Legends on um, Tuesday. Um, once again, yep. shout out to JW Moses and that spooky house. Oh, God. Mayor Spooky. Mayor Spooky Town. Um, for actually, um, from the Discord group and our community here, for jumping in and taking a scrub like me under their wing for my first battle, real battle royale experience. Um, I had a blast playing this game. I, I, I should not. Oh God, we're getting we're getting punched here. Zawardo, <laughs> Jose Wardo out here. Uh, we'll we'll find out because we can't read that as well. Definitely gonna shout out clips. Uh, thank you for following us here on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. We definitely appreciate that, sir. Yep. Um, but no, I was Apex Legends was a whole lot of fun. I actually getting the few hours that I had to in the game. Okay. It is a whole lot of fun actually having a group. In Discord, you're chatting, you're communicating. I had a blast. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say that Team Rocket Punch got one Grand Champion win. If you have not seen it, go on our Twitch clips. Check out the clip of us actually winning. Um, I think we ended up... Bless Spooky to death, I couldn't reach his banner in time. We ended up um, going duos for most of the match. It was myself and Jeremy, and we were able to last to the end, and Jeremy got a awesome sniper shot. Um, OJW Moses, uh, uh, 
either way. But oh no, you're giving out first names. Oh, Whatever will we do? Oh no. But it was super awesome. I definitely wanted to thank those two guys, and of course, I, you know, always appreciate. Um, when we ask in our Discord for um, for streams or just for general um, play time to kind of goof off and play with people, um, if people have time to kind of jump in and play games with us, it's always appreciated. But I I'm super down. Like this is why I'm very excited that Apex Legends is our game night game, the kind of game we're promoting for our game night uh, next week. Um, I had a whole lot of fun playing this game. The it feels like Titanfall, but with that battle royale aesthetic. Um, I still don't understand or get all the weapons in the game, uh, but I'm slowly learning uh, a shotgun and a scout rifle are my two favorite friend, <laughs> two favorite things uh, when playing that game. The uh, the Eva Eight uh, automatic shotgun and the G1 Scout um, pistol, um, but it, it also helps that the game is free. It's super super fun. I'm really having a good time with it. If you haven't had a chance, check it out. Um, like I said, we're going to be streaming again this week. So if you want to see a, more of the game in action, maybe we'll get another championship win here. Hmm. We'll be the champions. We'll find out and see. Um, stay now, tuned. Now, up. the real question is, are you going to start saying we are the champions? Didn't get win? a chance to because I was so pumped for it. I should, well, I would love to like hit some button and it plays the song, but I, we're, I'm definitely getting copyright struck with that if that happens. So I've got to be real careful with that. Um, there. Uh, that's fair. You don't, you don't want any copy pasta strikes. Exactly. Um, Ain't no bueno. Other than that, other game that I really that really sucked up most of my time, especially this past weekend, is Anthem. Um, talked uh, to give people the heads up here. Uh, I, I am in the Origin Premier membership. Got early access to the game. I've been playing on and off when I can this past weekend. Um, we're going to have a review for that game. Um, hopefully, later on in the week, early next week, um, want to get the Resident Evil 2 review and the Kingdom Hearts review out first, and then get that one done. And get I want to see the day one patch and see what's um, what's been improved with the game then. But we've talked about it before. We've talked about it off mic, but... Um, I really like Anthem. Anthem is really, really cool. I've been excited about it. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. There are some issues, though, with the game, especially playing the early access, that I have a few problems with that I'm hoping that the day one patch is going to correct. Okay. Hit us um, up. So you want you want the bad news or good news first? No, bad first, good after. Bad Okay, so issues... And, and on a positive note. Okay, okay, good point, good point. Bad, the issues that I've had with the game have been that um, it's it's I, I, I'm using the term buggy at least you know this is all initial impressions here guys like I said we're gonna have a review for it but uh, later on next week but it's somewhat buggy and when I mean buggy it's not huge bug now in the open demo um, I think we talked about it on a patreon bonus episode mm -hmm. there were you know game would freeze would crash would dump you know Will couldn't even play one night. He tried coming on, and he was like, "I'm." It literally blue screened my system like ten times, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." Yeah, and he he walked out, and that was in the uh, the the demo, the VIP demo, the VIP, the very first demo yeah. that came out. Um, I am happy to say, on the fifteenth, I had no problem logging into the servers, playing the servers, going around the world. There were no game breaking bugs by any stretch of the imagination. I had a generally great time going in and playing. Um, the two problems that I ran into, one was easily fixed, and I think it's a big tip. 
Uh, I've been talking about it on Twitter with um, Will from Your Anthem and a lot of other people. Um, the loading times were rough for me. There were times that I was spending about five to ten minutes in, um, like, in a loading screen, just getting getting into the overworld. Like everybody else was already in a mission on like the second leg of that mission by the time I loaded into the game. It was like, it was atrocious, like five to ten minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? And once I got into the game, it was great. But um, after talking with everybody else I was playing with, uh, thanks again to the Rock Punch community for playing with me, um, they were like, uh, one of the questions was like, where do you guys have your game on? And they said it's on the SSD. Most of my games on my heart, on my computer, were loaded onto a, a very old, I would dare say, at this point, seven to ten year old hard drive a uh, big two terabyte hard drive spinning disc one um which tells me that the game uh, not the game but the hard drive itself may have been maybe getting old and maybe time to put it down um i loaded it i just got a brand new m.2 ssd drive popped it in my computer i loaded the game onto the ssd drive and it's the only game i have on there and i've been playing from that my loading times went from five to ten minutes at most mm -hmm. to like 30 to 45 seconds in going between it, it's that number one has made a huge difference um i highly recommend if you are playing this game on pc or even if you have a console and you can afford to use an ssd with your consoles put this game as well as all your other games on an ssd or something that's not moving and has spinning parts because that is going to make a big difference with these loading screens here. Um, that, <laughs> oh, General Palace, thank you, thank you. Uh, apparently, you're still loading right now, Cam. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, complete sidebar on Anthem. It's very funny. I was playing with uh, General Palace and JW Moses, and they were they they were the guys I was seeing the loading issues with. We loaded into a mission today after the SSD got put in. And I loaded in before um, uh, one of my friends, uh, Sanders Pool, and um, JW Moses. He came in after me and he got on Discord and was like, Oh my God, I loaded in after Cameron. What's wrong? He <laughs> was laughing out. It was great. It was hilarious. That's good. Um, but I will definitely say number one, if you plan to play this game, if you can put it on an SSD or at least a hard drive that has a very fast spinning, the 7200 RPM or 10,000 or higher at some point, I think it's high as 10,000 anyway. Um, definitely do whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, you get a Raptor in there? I don't know. Hell no. No, then you don't have a 10,000 RPM drive. Hell no. Okay, I'm just saying, I think that's the highest one, but it um, definitely put it on there. I think that that makes the world of a difference. I'm also curious to see, because I've seen online that a lot of people have had issues with the loading times on their rigs. Um, put it on an SSD, and I'm also hoping that um, the day one patch on the 22nd can kind of help fix some of those loading problems with the game. Um, maybe shorten those down a little bit. Though The biggest one is when you first go on a mission from Fort Tarsus. After that, the other ones aren't that bad when you're actually in play. Um, the second one I've had, and I talked about it with the bugs here, there were weird bugs that I've seen. There were some cutscenes where... I, know, I remember one specifically where it was a very heated discussion and the person I was talking to vanished out of thin air. That's not good. So, and they were still talking and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um, there were a couple of... Um, the audio, I was telling you this before the show, mm -hmm. like 
one thing I'm seeing right now is when I log in, the audio for all the characters, my main character, my main um, freelancer, and the um, the the NPCs were they just started like it was very high pitched, like oh, this, Ruritu. like the voice went like this, blah 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 blah. Oh, Ruritu, that's bad. It's so bad. Apparently, EA closed the studio that was making that NPC real time. Oh boy. Uh... <laughs> Oh, oh man. Boy. Um, but okay. that um, there was that bug. What was another one that I've seen before? Um, there's been an overall, especially in Fort Tarsus. Uh, you you watched it for a quick little clip there. There was an overall kind of like jitteriness mm-hmm. with walking around. Like even though I'm running a 1080 uh, a 1080D graphics card, it's still kind of popping around a little bit. It was really weird. Um. And so that's what it hasn't been. I don't even say for me like so much of an annoyance. Just like something that's been really slow. Um, I'm really hoping that the day one patch on the 22nd kind of fixes a fair amount of these problems for me. That's why I'm kind of holding off the review until probably the tail end of this week or next week after that patch gets released. But um, other than that, other than those really problems, those are, that's the bad. That's really the bad I have. Um, this game. Can I get into the good now? I mean, yeah, if you want. I'm in the good, okay. The good parts about this game, um, this is a blast to play with friends. I've even had fun playing, like doing free play and stuff alone with it. Um, going into the matchmaking, the fact that um, if you're not doing free play, you'll have other people put in with you, but there won't be in the same squad with you. Right. When you do expeditions and um, missions, you're automatically put in the matchmaking. And that that's so it's so easy and makes it so nice for you to jump in and play with other people and experience this stuff. Um, gameplay is awesome. I'm, I've had nothing but fun with that. Um, for people who ask, I'm I'm a ranger. Um, that's going to be my main. I've been playing a ranger. You know, call me plain Jane Bourne whenever you want to, but I like the ranger. Yeah, He's very versatile. Uh, you you are plain Jane. That's fine. Uh, There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but. Um, Gameplay has been great. The abilities have been great. Um, we just went. Um, I just did the first stronghold, yep. uh, which they had some changes and differences in there. It's those are really really fun having to coordinate with your team to kind of take those down because they are tough. So it's like uh, old school, um, say Wrath of the Lich King to Cataclysm, uh, five man like tough dungeons. In yeah, WoW. they were pretty tough dungeons. Like okay. Uh, just giving an example, I'm not going to go through the whole stronghold, but in Tyrant Mind, there's a part in the um, stronghold where you have to stand on this platform in order to send the signal out, and these waves of bug creatures are coming up this ramp. There's only one ramp, and they're coming up this ramp. If the bugs get on the platform, they'll slow down the signal timer. Oh, was this underground? Yes. Um, you, yeah, done- I, I did it in the, um, the VIP demo. Well, one thing that wasn't in the VIP demo mm-hmm. that they've added now are these little lightning orbs will pop up. Yeah. And they will shock you, and they take your shield down. And um, so you have to... We had to coordinate. Like, peop, two of us were managing ki- killing the bugs that were coming up the ramp, and then the other one or two of us had to watch and pick off the orbs that were spawning around us okay. so it wouldn't bust our shields down. Oh, so kind of like getting into the vault of glass. Almost a little bit like that. Yeah, where you had to have guys killing the waves while you have other people keeping an eyes out for the oracles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it was um, it was Man, stuff I mean, like that. It was really really cool to see. Man, I, um, I kind of hope they have something as epic as OG Destiny raids because I actually felt like Walter Glass was awesome. 
Fault of Glass was awesome. I didn't talk about that. that was real sweet. Look, man, there's some people that poop on early Destiny. I mean, it, it, the game yeah. wasn't the best game, but again, the, the game didn't have to be the best for you to like it, as you said earlier. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I um, <laughs> Look, um, for those that are unaware, um, and this will give you kind of a, a glimpse into some of the stuff we jokingly talked about yesterday. Um... So, there's a really bad movie from about 2012 Ugh. called Iron Sky. It is Ugh. so bad, it's amazing. It's it, it's so bad, it's good. He, he described it to me, I'm like, oh god. We're not going to get into it on the show. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, trust me, um, you need to look it up, and it is a... To me, it's a freaking riot beginning to end. It's so bad. It's silly. It's ridiculous. But... I, so, I mean, you know, I, I'm okay. If a game is so bad, it's awesome. I'll, I'll try it. But, um... Anthem overall, I've been having a blast. I've been having fun with it. Um, I, as once we get the day one patch, guys, and I see what the um, game is, I have more time with it. We will have a review for that game there. But those are my early impressions. Um, again, remember, I'm also going to be sitting down with the Your Anthem team. Um, will uh, one of those? He's basically an Anthem content creator. I'm going to be sitting with him and his moderators. We're going to have a big roundtable discussion about the game after the 22nd, once the day one patch comes out. I know that he's been recording a lot of footage. He's, uh, I know he's almost he's over like 30 or 40 hours in the game right now. Um, so we'll definitely talk more about that as we get closer to that and um, um, leading up to our review of Anthem as well. So guys, stay tuned for that there. Yo. That's the highlights that we've had. Man, I'm done. Yeah, so here, fun. I'll uh, I'll cover the news. Yeah, cover the news for us yeah, here. Jump that, in the news. That way, that way we can get some water and uh, chill. Yes, because the the third one is a big one. Even before we get to our topic of the show. Yeah. Um, so let's cover the news there for us, Will. All right, guys. So uh, first up is uh, Carlton uh, Alfonso Rivera. I believe is his last name. Yes. Uh, yeah, he uh, has been blocked from being able to copyright the Carlton dance. Um, so, yeah, he's not going to be able to do much to the Fortnite did, crew. Did you know about this? Did yeah, I knew he was suing him about yeah, it. Yeah, he's new. For people who didn't know, um, the actor who played Carlton in The Fresh Prince, um, Al, was it, um, Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, Ribeiro, my bad. I said Rivera. Ribeiro, and I can't say his last name. Um, he was suing Fortnite for using the Carlton dance in the game. Now, I, I will say, um, a lot of people who have been suing um, Epic Games and uh, Fortnite over this, um, they've been using the same lawyer. Oh, yeah. So, just a heads up on that one. Um, but, yeah, no, he can't copyright the dance that he came up with like 20-something years ago. So, apparently, you can create pop culture, but you can't copyright it. Yeah, who would have thought, right? <laughs> well, you know. Say that to Will Smith and he'll slap you. But. <laughs> there are, um, let me read. I'll read the first paragraph here. We're pulling this article here from The Verge. Um, the author is um, Addie Robinson, Robertson. It is already in chat. Okay. Um, U.S. Copyright Office refused to register the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air star Alfonso Ribeiro's Carlton dance routine, likely weakening lawsuits against two game studios that copied the dance. In new legal filings, Take-Two Interactive produced letters and emails from the Copyright Office showing serious concern over whether the dance qualified for copyright protection and, if it could, whether Ribeiro even owned the rights. And it, It's a pretty nice article. You can go through if you want to follow the entire trail on there. But um, it was interesting. I thought something cute and tongue-in-cheek um, in our news story there. I don't. I remember reading this the first time when they said he was going to sue him. Like, how does he have any claim to this dance? Like, if anybody, I would assume whoever 
aired the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, whatever uh, network is, they, they would be the ones who could maybe sue and maybe get a claim on the dance. Well, it, de- it depends on the contracts that he had at the time and all of that stuff, too. That's true. Good point. So, Good point. It, it all goes into that. Yeah. Uh, the Cash family in chat says, if he didn't file within the time limits, it would have gotten thrown out and I now um, and now consider public domain. That's true. Good point. Um, so, yes. I wonder, though, um, for patented things to enter public domain, isn't it 79 years now? Um, don't quote me on that, but I, I think it's an oddball. So yeah, we have like to, yeah, it's a, it's, um, a, it's a pretty big because OG Mickey Mouse is about to enter public domain. Yeah, it's about to if it hasn't already. Yeah, um, but yeah. So on to the next thing because ha, now Fortnite and Activision and everybody's gonna make all the dances and put them in their games. Of course. So yeah. Oh, do the next one. Oh, I'm doing. I'm gonna do it right now. Um, so yeah, the UK charts. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn is number one. Metro Exodus is the real winner, according to GameIndustry.biz. Um, article was pu- written by Christopher Dring. Dring, yes. Re- now read some of this because I put this in here for a specific reason. I want to yeah. talk about it. So read the first few paragraphs. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn is week's number one game in the UK. Uh, boxed retail charts. Boxed. Can we stop selling box games, or can we start counting digital mm-hmm. downloads as well? We, if, if anything, NPD counts digital some digital game sales if they're reported to them now. So, gotcha. but that's on a monthly basis. You got to watch it. So it's the most competitive, uh, competitive release week uh, since uh, before Christmas, with four big new games about in the top twenty. Although Far Cry managed to top charts, it isn't an especially impressive opening week. The game's launch week sales are 86.5% down over last year's Far Cry 5. Of course, this is a spin-off Far Cry title, and so the comparison isn't overly fair. If compared to 2016's Far Cry Primal, which is also a spin-off of another game, uh, they're also a fraction of what they'd expect. So sold almost, Far Cry Primal sold almost four times as many units in the first week that New Dawn has. Mm. Um, 60% of Far Cry New Dawn sales came on PS4, 39% Xbox One, with the rest on PC. These are all physical sales, so don't count for downloads. Um, So, uh, Deep Silver Metro Exodus missed out on number one by 2,000 units. Um, The game has posted better opening weeks uh, week than 2013's Metro Last Light, um, which came out on the 360, PS3, and PC. So, and then I'll save you the other last little bit of paragraph I want you to read, Will, is that one right there. The most. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, the oh, the one I like. Yeah. The most disappointing launch of the week uh, belongs to Microsoft's Crackdown 3, which only made number 13. The game's launch sales are barely 10% of what Crackdown 2 managed. Wow. Uh, of course, the industry was very different back on the 360 with the market uh, leading console. Digital sales were not as significant. As they are today, again, only physical counted here, and Crackdown 3 will likely have picked up a fair uh, new users to Xbox Game Pass subscription service, which isn't included in that. Uh, Yeah, so um, Cash Family, Far Cry is a game series that goes back uh, good ways. Um, It's kind of like an open world... uh, No, it is an open world game, but the whole idea is... You're here, you're outgunned by bad guys, and, well, yeah, the CryEngine 2. Thank you, Credible Threat, for uh, popping in to drop some knowledge. I forgot about that part. But ultimately, yeah. CryEngine is awesome. It's a run-and-gun. Oh, God. Oh, okay, if you know what it is, then... 
Why is it called Far Cry? He's actually like, why is it called Far Cry? Like, what does that come from? Gotcha. Uh, well, so, Credible Threat answered better than I did. Look, then. that's... That, the Cash family in Twitch chat, you're asking this question. That is a very deep well. Because once we walk down that path, then we go into, why are other games named what they are? Uh, why, what, what is what is Warcraft? I'm looking at my thing. What is Pokemon? What is Fire Emblem? What's Okami? What names? Believe Final me, Fantasy. There are much Actually, crazier names. The the Final Fantasy name has a very interesting story. That is a, that is a very interesting story. You should check that out. No, th- I, I put this on here specifically. Why is Zelda not named after Link? There you go. Good point. Because um, you know you don't name it after the hero. You name it after the damsel you're trying to save. According to Nintendo's logic. Oh, Captain Redbeard. Hello, sir. Welcome to the stream. Uh, uh, he's in chat, dropping some knowledge. Um, yeah, he, he says, is. if I remember correctly, the game was initially named after its engine. That's a good point. I did not know that yes. before. No, but it, I put this news in here specifically because it was really interesting. For If you didn't know, like I said, last Friday was stacked. We had Far Cry 5, we had Jump Force, we had Crackdown 3, and we had Metro Exodus as far as big new releases. You can take Jump Force off of there. Um, I'm... It, I'm going to be honest. I think Game Pass actually hurts Crackdown sales. I, I want to wait and see what Xbox says um, about the sales. But now, granted, this is just in a bubble. This is just in the UK in the first week. But it could be something telling the fact that Far Cry New Dawn got number one. Um, like I said, Metro Exodus, which was almost kind of a dark horse. It's It's been a popular series, but not a whole lot of people have played it. Um, I haven't played it. I think you may have played one or two games. Didn't you play... Um, I have the last two that came out. last two that came out. I do too, but I still haven't played them. Uh, well, um, no. I, dude, it came out in 2013. That's about when I played it. Because okay. it came out with my graphics okay. card. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, it came, with my, it came with my NVIDIA graphics card those back specials. then. <laughs> but it, it's interesting that Metro Exodus almost completely beat... Last Light in sales, which is great for Deep Silver. Yeah, but um, have you not seen the video footage from that game? Plus, NVIDIA's been pushing that game with uh, RTX and all that stuff. Yeah, it just, it's, it's, it, I don't think it's unnecessarily the same scale, but it reminds me a lot of The Witcher 3. Like, not as many people played the first or second one, but when the third one came out and they had coverage, it got people's interest. Like, I really want to try Metro Exodus. I want to see what the game is about um, and give it a shot. It'll be my first Metro game that I've played. But it's, again, but it's very interesting that even Metro Exodus was so high, and especially with Crackdown 3, and I told you this like a week or two ago, either on the podcast or off, that it was very concerning that we were getting weeks up to Crackdown 3's launch, and we hadn't seen any promo reels, I weren't getting, I wasn't getting ads for it online, Xbox was not promotion, like, sending this on the airwaves very hard, which told me a lot about Crackdown 3, and I think it popping up on number 13 could be a telling sign of how people, how excited people were for this game. Taking a, taking aside the part whether the game was good or not, but how people, how many people were actually excited for this game. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so Captain Redbeard is asking a pretty good question. How do you guys feel about them pulling it from Steam last minute? Um, Ooh, we did never talk about that. So, we can talk about that real quick. I, I'm personally indifferent. Um, it's totally up to the publisher on what platform they sell. And I'm going to be honest, at the end of the day, if it means the game costs less for me as an end user, I, I really don't care. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't affect me. It, you do save $10 by buying it on the Epic Game Store. My thoughts on it being pulled from 
the ep- a pull from Steam. I, I honestly think Steam needs a couple more thorns in its side from either Epic or somebody else to make them start moving and waking up. And then see, that's why there's a part of me that's okay with it because of that competition. I think I personally think that Steam has been a little lackadaisical in kind of updating and offering kind of new quality of life stuff to their users in twenty now in twenty nineteen. They've never really had competition to fight for, and you know, depending on if you like capitalism or not, competition is good for business, free market economy, and um, having even they're not even that as big as they are now. But the waves that Epic Game Store made in coming in and reducing the cost for developers, number one, I'm happy that it's there because it makes it more competitive for developers to possibly get more money in another place in another place besides Steam and besides that 70-30 split, but. I think that's part of the reason I'm okay with it. I get, but on the flip side of that, one of the things that I know that has rubbed people the wrong way and I get is the fact that it had been on Steam and it had been available for pre-order for so long and then all of a sudden it gets pulled off of it. Now, I think that I think that Deep Silver handled it very well by telling people, guess what? If you already pre-ordered, you can still, you're still going to get your pre-order. It's still going to be in the Steam client. You're not going to have a problem with that. But um, if you haven't had a chance to pre-order yet, you're just going to have to go to a different store to buy it. And uh, let's be honest, apparently a majority of the world already has the Epic Game Store because they have Fortnite. Um, also, uh, heads up, uh, Rutu, you are correct. Uh, Metro Exodus is not available on Amazon for it's purchased not. on PC. You can not. get the PS4 and Xbox version, you're correct. Um, PC version is nowhere to be found. Yep, yeah. and Captain Redbeard, I agree with you as well. Uh, he um, he says in chat, I agree, but the same argument could be made that they should have waited until their next game to pull it, since they since it already had been announced, it would have launched on Steam. I'm all for the devs making as much money as possible, and I agree with that as well. And I think that that's kind of the part that I, I understand, and I, I kind of sit see where it rubs myself and other people the wrong way is that it was kind of like it. It kind of felt and seemed like kind of a dickish move to kind of pull it off at, at honestly, like, in the 11th hour of it being released as a game. Like, it was like this was like a couple of weeks ago, I think this happened. And so for them to pop off and just kind of pull it off, I think, was for people that do use Steam, which is still a majority of people as their primary um, platform for playing games. I, I get that. And especially... You know, I don't. I don't want to walk down the path of like all these different game clients. I've got you play client loaded up for the division. I've got um, Anthem loaded or Origin for Anthem and Apex Legends. I've got Steam for a majority of my PC games. I've got Epic Game Store for those games. So, and then of course anything on Game Pass comes from the broken shell of a launcher that is the Microsoft, Microsoft Store. So yeah, no, I. I I, I get that point of like, you're thinking now I've got to have all these multiple games on there. So, um, th- those are my opinions on there. I think I'm okay with it. Um, I think it's better competition for the market, but I also get and understand that it kind of feels a little bad to kind of leave your community, leave your other potential buyers out like that that might have been wanting to get it on Steam. So, but I, but here, here's the other thing, and I'm, I'm we're going to move on to the last story because there's a lot to talk about in the last one. Um, I think that it's going to de- whether that move is good or not is going to depend on the market and depend on how people, the consumer looks at that because honestly for the average consumer they're going to look at oh when it was on Steam it was 60 bucks 
When it's on uh, the Fortnite store, guess what? It's 50. 50 bucks. I saved $10. I don't care. And I, and that, I just... I think that's what the average consumer is going to see if they follow the story at all. My two cents. Yeah. Um, or if you charge the same amount, be totally transparent or give five bucks back and then that's an extra five dollars into the pockets of you know the developers. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I don't know, man. There's a couple of ways you can handle it. I kind of like the fact that they're giving the uh, consumer a discount, though. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. Story number three. Yes. <laughs> Lead us up here, Will. Right. Tee us up. Tee it up. So, yeah, we happen to have a little thing from Business Wire. Um, oh, I didn't know they were owned by Berkshire Halfway. Okay. Well, I, just, I picked it because it actually has a very expansive list here. Um, no, no, yeah. It's just, I was like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's supposed to February 13th. Who is the author of the article? It is. It's a. It, this credit. is the press release. So this is a press release from Nintendo. Okay. Um. That's why it's on Business Wire. They posted here. Okay. Okay. Um, I, Sorry, I, got I was just best. trying to make sure I give credit to somebody. Yeah. But it, I got the best birthday present Nintendo could ever give me. A very awesome Nintendo Direct. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. So Super Mario Maker Two got announced, and we yep. can see. Some stuff there. So if there, you're if you're hyped, uh, do they have any details on that? Um, yeah, players can create Super Mario courses of dreams, blah, blah blah. So it'll be out in June. Yep. Okay. There you go. Yep. So there's that uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Um, the Game Boy game is being redone after 25 years. It'll be out in 2019. Let's not let's not gloss over this because this was the big one. This was the the bomb I, drop. Well, so it's a bomb drop, but my my one issue with, with this one is I don't like the art style they're taking with this. Why not? It, it, it's like it's almost like too chibi, almost. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna play it. There, there's no you, fans or buts about that. You but, sound like one of those um, Wind Waker. No, I actually like one more. So you be quiet. You shut your mouth. I know you do. That's why I give you crap for it. No, um, no. It, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. It's either too shiny or too 3D, and it's throwing me off. <laughs> Captain Rick Baker in the chat, and the thing I liked Will. <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy it and support Nintendo. I'm just saying I'm kind of having an issue with that art style. I, I really liked it. I'm with the most people. It was really, really cool to see that game um, in the a very different art style. Like I, we, I was a big fan of the Wind Waker, just like he was. Um, and it, art styles for different people, but um, I was glad. It was nice to see that um, Link's Awakening. I've never played Link's Awakening, so to get a chance to play this game again is going to be super awesome. Now, wait, wait, wait. You you never played Link's Awakening? No. It, look, we've had. Oh this wait, con- wait. Hang on. Um, we've had this conversation. Okay, I, before. Ocarina of Time, I have not played any Zelda games before then. Alright, we can't be friends unless you fix this. <laughs> I, I've been trying to. i got the NES thing I'm playing. Now, see, here's the big thing. If this had been a Link to the Past remake, mm-hmm. 100% like Nintendo servers would have melted down. But Link's Awakening is cool. Apparently, if that's a good one, we'll still take that. I'm sure everybody was happy about that one. The, yeah, no, um... Mm-hmm. The shininess is really what's messing me up, though. I don't want it so much as shiny. I actually like gritty Zelda games. Just turn off ray tracing. <laughs> you wish the Switch could <laughs> ray trace? Um, Just because it's an NVIDIA doesn't mean it can do it. 
Let me, um, I'll jump in here. I'll run through the rest yeah. of these because we got to get to our topic of the show. Uh, well, then uh, go. Go, go. Um, Astral Chain got announced here. It's a new action game from Platinum Games. It's kind of like a co-op style game that um, was pretty cool. Uh, that's going to launch exclusively on the Switch on August 30th. Um, Fire Emblem's Three Houses, they went pretty in-depth in that game. Uh, you find out that you're kind of a teacher uh, leading these three houses when you whoa, come whoa, in. Whoa. Don't gloss this over. You get to be Dumbledore, all right? Is it Dumbledore, really, or are you like, like, no, no, I, like I'm McGonagall? Because you're not the head of the, the school. No, you're you, like, you're, mm-hmm. you're more the McGonagall. I'll give you that. Or Snape. But- Whoever you, you know, it's cool. No, like Ma- both McGonagall's cooler than Snape. I'm sorry. Ooh, like, shots fired. And this is from someone who actually sorted as a <laughs> Slytherin, so heads up. <laughs> sorry. I'm not surprised about that sorting, I think. No, no. no. Have you been sorted? Mm-mm. Oh, you should sort. We should stream it. Everybody tells me to, and I, maybe one day we'll do it. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it, it's very cool. You get to um, pick. There are these three houses and three families that um running these three countries that you get to pick from. It was really, really cool. Um, they announced that um, it will launch on Nintendo Switch on July 26th. Um, a new, uh, another game, Box Boy, is coming out with a kind of enhanced version. Box Boy plus Box Girl. Uh, the fan favorite puzzle series is back for the first time on the Nintendo Switch with a brand new game. In addition to 20, 270 levels, two players can work as a team to solve puzzles in a new co-op mode. Uh, that game is going to be coming out April 26th. That was a cute game. It looked cool. I'm yeah. good for... Oh, dude, I bet you that's something you and Wit can play. Exactly. Um, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> next game, we heard you wanted Battle Royale and your Tetris, so they gave it to us. Um, if, you, if you get Switch Online, it's free. Um, I will say, I, hold up. Go ahead. Chaz was playing this at work on lunch today, and he was having a blast. You know what? Good. I've had a lot of people that have had fun with this. Um, Tetris 99. Um, the iconic puzzle game Tetris arrives, but with an online experience like no other. In the next entry, 99 players compete together until only one is left standing. Um, Nintendo Switch Online members get it for free to download um, there, so it's available now if you're an Nintendo Switch Online service member. Um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I actually am waiting for this game because I backed it on um, oh, Kickstarter yeah? when it came out. Um, they had a quick little trailer about that. Um, I don't think they gave a date. They just kind of ran through. I think it's coming out this year uh, sometime in the summer of 2019. So be on the lookout for that. In a shocking twist, Mortal Kombat 11 will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Is it really shocking though? Mortal Kombat was on the the N64, man. From a graphical perspective, it was shocking that they were... Pulled it back and scaled it down. Bro, drop it to 720, drop the effects, keep it running at 60 frames. Ray tracing off. <laughs> RTX off, yeah. That, for people who don't know, that's how you fix everything. You just turn ray tracing off, it'll work. Well, hang on, hang on. Now, now I don't know if you heard, but if you turn RTX on, apparently it kills your frame rates and your uh, res. Oh, yeah. That's, you got to watch out for that one, too. So you got to be careful. RTX on, yeah, you get pretty colors. Or pretty lighting, I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, it, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 will be coming to the Switch on April 23rd. Um, Yoshi's Crafted World. They showed a quick little trailer about that. My sister's going to lose it for this one. Um, it, they did. They announced a date on March 29th yep. uh, for the game. It also, there is a free demo you can download for the game. Go try out the first level on there right now. Um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker update and special episode DLC. Yep. Uh, there's um, March 14th. There's going to be new paid DLC to introduce mm-hmm. 18 new challenge levels as well. Um... You can also uh, go. There's going to be some free updates as well to the game. Also, so be on the lookout for that. 
Um, the, uh, the special episode and special episode DLC, again, March 14th is when you're going to find that information out as well. Uh, um, nobody cares about the next game. We can skip that one. Skip that one? Okay. Uh, yeah. maybe. Well, we'll, we'll say it just in case people care about it. Um, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, they really just detailed that the 3.0 update is going to be coming this spring. Um, around that time is when you should expect a Joker from Persona 5 to be a playable character there. Which means we got to buy the DLC pass now. Of course, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you do have to have the DLC pass to, in order to play him. Um, that, uh, they didn't really give a date or anything. They just said be on the lookout for that. Yep. Um, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, a game I loved very, very much. Uh, talked about a lot, I think, in our Game of the Year talks like two years ago. Um, that is going to be available on... I think so. Oh my okay. god. Um, I don't feel like it's been two years. <laughs> well, a year and a half, two years. But um, that's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. Definitely want to check that out. I don't. I think it's supposed to be coming up soon, maybe March. If not, it's going to be in the spring. Um, this next one, I'm actually kind of really hyped about. Demon X Machina. Take it. So yeah, you right now you can try it out. It's a demo. Um, download it. Give them feedback. It is a. Uh, it's called Demon X Machina Prototype Missions. It is a mech game on the Switch. Do download it, play it, give them feedback. This looks dope. And looks I, cool. I now, once once I finish this, I need them to take this idea and skin it with Gundam. Oh, that'd be awesome. And get that Sunrise uh, Gundam license going and partner with Bandai Namco if you have to. Make this happen. That will be awesome. No, but um, um, We need more Mac games. That's all there is to it. It's coming to the Switch this summer. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I know some people are super excited for this. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. They had a trailer for that, uh, detailed a lot of cool things you'll be able to do in this game. It is launching for the Nintendo Switch again this summer. Um, Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Uh, I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> this sounds like a weird mix between an iPhone and a Japanese RPG. <laughs> so, very Japan, is what yes. you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, guys, that, this game, this enhanced game is going to be coming to Nintendo Switch this fall. Uh, there are actually a lot of cool extra features and additions from the main game that you'll be able to check out there. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 has been announced. It's coming to the Nintendo Switch on July 12th. Um, game called Oninaki. They're um, another game for the Nintendo Switch coming this summer. Um, new Star Fox missions for Starlink Battle for Atlas. I think they've added the entire team. So Falco, um, Peppy, and Slippy. Oh man, does that mean we have to keep saving Slippy again? I hope not. Can we just get a proper new Star Fox game? Or can we remaster Apparently, the they're turning Battle for Atlas Starlink into the Star Fox game. Because they keep adding Star Fox content into it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about getting it, but I have not put the money on it because it requires physical toys. It and does. I'm not it about does. that Toys to Life thing. But the, um, the update will be coming in the spring uh, this April on Nintendo Switch. Um, cool little game. Uh, Disney Tsum Tsum Festival. The little Tsum Tsum pillows. Whatever hell those things are called uh, that's going to be coming a uh, game for that it's going to be coming here for Nintendo Switch in 2019 um, what are the I'm going to jump through some games is um, Final Fantasy 7 game is coming to Nintendo Switch March 26th Final Fantasy 9 is now available on Nintendo Switch if you want to play that classic game as well I'm you say you buy it as soon as you get paid he's buying it <laughs> yeah um, but it, that is available as well right now um, Dead by Daylight's coming to the Switch this fall. Assassin's uh, Creed Remastered is coming to the Nintendo Switch May 21st. I'm going to be honest. I don't know why I would buy an Assassin's Creed game on the Switch. Uh, I would rather play it on PC. That's but. true. 
Um, and plus a bunch of other games that I have I haven't listed and we don't have time for because we're literally an hour and twenty minutes in this episode. We haven't started a topic of the show yet. Look, look, <laughs> all right. The people need to know that Nintendo is dropping the love. Yes, this this was a big Nintendo Direct, uh, and of course, don't worry, guys. Everybody who's listening in, we will have links. all the links in the show notes. Check them out so you guys can go straight there. Uh, the, this Business Wire article goes very in depth into everything that got announced at the Nintendo. <laughs> Switch event, so don't, don't miss out on that. Wait, are you telling me we're actually going to get to a topic tonight? We are going to get to a topic tonight. Well, no, no, no. I don't know if that's allowed. It, it, we have to. That's kind of our stick, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh is that is that the stick? Yeah, I think yeah. that is a stick. Okay. Um, let's jump in finally to our topic of the show. Um, here, guys. Of course, we do a big topic, kind of a big discussion piece we have each and every show. Um, this one. We talked. It, it popped at the end of the week. We talked about it in the last episode. It was kind of a rumor at that point. Um, it was confirmed a little bit, and there I, I had a lot of thoughts. You had a lot of thoughts. There was a lot of discussion, and there kind of still is online about this. So let's sit down and talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about Activision Blizzard, the layoffs they've had this week, and kind of just this process and why, how, and why this happens in the gaming industry still today and it what if anything can be done about it here guys um so heads up both links uh are from kotaku they were both written by jason trier so just fair warning yes um uh, which i i enjoy uh jason actually had a lot of great insight into what was happening here and uh, some good comments i thought about this entire scenario but for people who do not know um the last episode we talked about this as a rumor it's ended up being confirmed this week, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to read this article from Jason Trier at Kotaku um, on this so we can get a little bit of context and information here for what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, okay. uh, yesterday, at the exact moment, Activision Blizzard Chief Executive Officer Bobby Kotick hopped on a quarterly earnings call to inform shareholders that his company had just gone through a, quote, record year. Employees across the publisher of Call of Duty... World of Warcraft, and more were being brought into conference rooms and informed that they were losing their jobs. Uh, quote, it's a bloodbath here, one Blizzard employee told me last night. A lot more cuts than we were expecting. End quote. As Kodak and other executives were telling investors that the next Call of Duty was shaping up to be the best one yet, employees across Activision Blizzard's various divisions nervously sat at their desks, waiting to see who would be the next one to get the severance envelope. In Blizzard's publishing department, management had booked a series of meetings from 1 to 3 Pacific. On the calendar, they were all blank. Everyone knew what that meant. Um, the look, quote, the look on people's faces as they are pulling in through the campus gates is just awful, said another Blizzard employee. This is just, this is the worst. Uh, make sure, hold on, am I reading the right story? No, I am, hold on, I'm, completely different story. This is, that's the think piece. The, that, that was about the fallout here. Like this, I, We want the raw information here. Here's the raw information from the same guy, Jason Akutaku. Uh, publisher Activision Blizzard has begun its long-rumored layoff process, informing employees this afternoon that it will be cutting staff. On an earnings call this afternoon, which is this past Tuesday, the company said that it would be eliminating 8% of its staff. In 2018, Activision Blizzard had roughly 9,600 employees, which would mean nearly 800 people are now out of work. This afternoon, the mega publisher began notifying that those who are being laid off across its various organizations, which include Activision Blizzard and King. 
On the earnings call, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick told investors that the company had, quote, once again achieved record results in 2018, end quote, but that the company would be consolidating and restructuring because of missed expectations for 2018 and lowered expectations for 2019. The company said it would be cutting mainly non-game development departments and bolstering its development staff for franchises like Call of Duty and Diablo. De um, development sources from across the industry told Kotaku this afternoon that the layoffs have affected Activision Publishing, Blizzard, King, and some of Activision Studios, including High Moon. At Blizzard, the layoffs appear only to only have affected non-game development departments, such as publishing and esports, both, both of which were expected to be hit hard. Quote, over the last few years, many of our non-development teams expanded to support various needs, end quote, Blizzard President Jay Allen Brack said in a note to staff around 1 p.m. Pacific time that was obtained by Kotaku. Quote, currently staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current release slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of our organization. I'm sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements. The letter also promised a, quote, comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits, career coaching, and job placement assistance, as well as profit-sharing bonuses for the previous year to those who are being laid off at Blizzard. Blizzard employees receive twice yearly bonuses based on how the company performs financially. Quote, there's no way to make this transition easy for impacted employees, but we're doing what we can to support our colleagues, Brack wrote. Uh, the news follows months of rumors about layoffs at the publisher, which heated up early last week as word began to spread that hundreds of people across Activision Blizzard's various divisions might lose their jobs. Leading up to today, some of the publisher's employees had been coming to work with no clue as to what might happen. One person at Blizzard told me this morning that as employees arrived, they cried and exchanged hugs in the parking lot. There is a lot more in that. The other link that Will posted in Twitch chat and that people can see in our um, show notes as well, if you're listening via audio, goes into a lot more kind of op-ed opinion piece and details a little bit more in depth about what was going on. This one was just the facts. Yeah. Um, this is, it, it sucks. It, it really does. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of the way Nintendo used to handle it. Um, when they had issues with the Wii U and the mm -hmm. 3DS selling, what did they do? The executive teams cut their pay by 50% to avoid getting rid of employees. Yeah. Um, I think that's the right way to lead a company, personally. Um, if, you, if you're the one making the decisions and they don't pan out right, you shouldn't punish the people below you. Yeah. You should bear the brunt of that. Um, that being said, if your company is doing well, I think you should be able to get a bonus if you're up top because you're guiding it in the right direction. I think it kind of goes that way. And I think you should be compensated for good work and punished for bad work. And that's that's what I want to talk about here. Um, some of the questions I want to ask is, number one, our thoughts on it. Um, number two, how can this be improved? Can it be improved? And uh, uh, another question to kind of answer here for us, if we can, uh, should people be as upset about this as they are? Because, like, it was it was really, really rough. There were a lot of emotions here. I remember seeing in my Twitter feed, there were a lot of people that said, hey, we were safe. There were some people that were like, uh, I, you know, I got axed, I got the cut here. And I really wanted to dig into some of these details and talk about this. And, and, and surprise, I'm going to compare this with a lot of other stuff that happened last year. Yeah, no, please. Um, because one of the big things, number one, I number one, I think this sucks. 
I think it, it sucks. I'm not going to disagree with you. 800 people that lost their jobs. You can hate me for this. And, and, and I, I still, because I wanted to talk about my feelings on, on this but. I'm adding this but. I think Rurutu and some people in Twitch chat have already mentioned this as well. One thing I think that people in, in the shadow of this, I think some people may have forgotten or it wasn't really touched on a lot, is that this... If a company does choose to lay people off, I think this is one of the best ways. And I, you know, you don't want to lay anybody off, but it's one of the best ways that you do lay it off. I'll read this paragraph again that had the expected statement: a comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits, career coaching, job placement assistance, as well as profit sharing bonuses for the previous year to those who are being laid off at Blizzard. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Telltale employees didn't get any of that. CompuSA employees didn't get any of that. It, you know, <laughs> Who looks at camera? <laughs> yeah. It, it, when, when Telltale closed last year, they got, we're shut down. I'll see you later. They didn't get severance package. They didn't, basically everything stopped for them. They, actually, the company who was behind Telltale actually violated California law. Um, and there's a big suit going on about that. So... Um, oh, yeah, Toys R Us really didn't get anything. Although, um, Toys R Us got bought last minute for, so, some things are going to be happening there. That, that company's coming back. Yeah. But their store, their store employees, gone, unfortunately. And, so, and like, especially, uh, one of the ones I just thought about, profit-sharing bonuses. I don't know what the in-depth part of that is, but remember last year, World of Warcraft came out? Well, so, the profit-sharing bonuses, um... Blizzard works a little differently than most devs um, as far as that you have your base pay and then mm. you got twice yearly bonuses. So if the company made buku amounts of cash, you got a percentage of that as a bonus for being an employee who contributed to that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool on that front. So if you were there during that time, they're still, they're still going to get that. Yeah. In it, it the, um, it's kind of like stock options or two, um, except this is like you're given a check with a certain amount of money instead. Yeah. Um, so now the downside of a bonus is you're taxed higher on a bonus than you are on um, stock options. So it, the um, the cash family he brings up a comment in chat. He makes a comment just because one company did better than the other doesn't mean it's not shite. And I I I 100% agree with you. And I think that the point I want to make on this is that. Number one, I think Activision and Blizzard did right by the people they did let go. They didn't just kick them off to the curb. Right. They were very well off. And especially that coupled with the great support that developers did online, uh, hashtag game jobs, um, to help people and reach out to people who were affected by this. Because they were a lot. It was 800 people. Yeah. I will say that is one thing I do continue to appreciate about this industry is there are people who are constantly pushing like, hey, check with us. We've got openings. We'll do what we can to get you in. It's not just like, oh yeah, man, that that sucks. Yeah, and it to see that is still like it. It, it was nice to see them. And I think that it, it sucks that these people got let go, but I think that part of it kind of fell through the cracks, and people weren't talking about about the fact that these guys. You know, we go back. And look at the the news and the headlines when Telltale let all these you know two hundred people go and they close their studio. People were talking about oh these guys didn't get anything they were left in the dust blah blah blah. But it's very interesting that that wasn't at least talked about. It didn't have to be a high point, but it wasn't talked about a lot in some conversations to say hey this is a sucky situation. 
they got compensated very well, I, I would assume, but it's a sucky situation. And, well, and you know, why why are you letting people go? Well, why are you letting 800 people go when you had a, quote, record year in 2018? Profits were better than ever. Because, the you know, and to help people out, I'll put the flip side on this as well. They're letting 800 people go a month after they hired one like a new CFO, and then hire like a month before this happens, they hire a new ex- corporate executive. It gets fifteen million uh, check up front. Bonus fifteen million bonus for this guy right here for one guy, and then a month later you hear this, and so I also I get one hundred percent now that frustrating. That, like, I'm like, mm. Now, I, I would have been cool with, instead of, like, hey, we'll give you a million up front, and then the other 14 million would be stock options that are restricted stock units invest over time. You know, mm-hmm. okay, cool, he's in charge of handling the money for the all of King, Blizzard, Activision, all these companies, he would have been in charge of handling the money. Oh, I could man. see that. Hey! Oh. Thanks, yeah. Leon LeGray. Thank you, sir, for the sub. Always appreciated, man. It's been a while since we've seen you in chat. Uh, glad to see you there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love uh, your comment, too. We yeah. did talk about GameStop a pretty good amount. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's a really crappy situation. I think there are better ways they could have used that capital now versus um, the way they did. I, I, I can't agree with it. I, as it, two of us trying to run a small business, it's... I mean, all of our money we get on any of this goes back into it. We don't make yeah, anything. We so um, We would love to make stuff make profit, but we're not making any stuff yeah, on this yet. So I can be 100% honest with this kind of stuff. I feel like if you're at the top, it, as long as you get like your needs taken care of, really everything should be going back into the company. Um, uh, look at Steve Jobs, who made a dollar a year. Um, no, he was wealthy by that point. But, you know, there is something to be said about that. Yeah, in the Cash family, um, he asked in chat to find very well. I, I have no idea. I don't know the specifics of that. I just, I'm making, I will say that is an assumption on my part. I'm making that assumption based on uh, one of my theses, especially from 2018, all the studios that got closed last year and some, like a lot of developers coming out on Twitter and saying they were happy and lucky enough if they got their health in co- health coverage for another month or they got some type of, compensation from like their vacation or some little severance package that they could get to at least limp them along until they got another job. I mean, the fact that they had a very strong list in it, I think that, I think probably one of the big reasons we do see that is because it's Activision Blizzard. They're one of the largest parent companies in the gaming industry and they have Call of Duty and Blizzard. They can, they have the money to do kind of do what they want. I'm going to be honest, man. There's a bigger company. It's called Tencent. Well, you know, I'm just... Yeah. That's, that's oh, no, one I, of the I don't, yeah. yeah, it's... Man, it, it's rough no matter which way you cut it. I don't agree with the way they're handling it. I do understand that, hey, man, maybe moving some people around. See, and the, but, that's, yeah. that's one of the points, and it's one of the things that... That's why I kind of have mixed feelings on it a little bit. I re, like I lean more towards these employees that get cut, because... You're looking 9,600 people, record years for 2018, 800 people that lost their jobs. Yeah. And, and, and that, that sucks. And But on the other flip side as well, some of that reasoning in it, it, it sucks that 
we don't, in the heat of the moment, a lot of the times, I don't think a lot of people think about the overarching thing. And maybe the executives are thinking about this. Maybe they are. I'm not one to say it. Activision Blizzard, I don't work there. But there are comments being made about, like, we're expecting we're not going to hit target goals in 2019. Is, is this a way, you know, it, is it something like they suck? It, it, it sucks for them having to let 8% of their staff go. But are they trying to make sure that they stay profitable as a business and then we walk into the path of like what does that mean for profitable as a business does that mean that the executives and corporate guys get an extra million dollar bonus at the end of the year does that mean that the staff and the people that are busting their butts each and every day maybe they get a bonus at the end of the year when a game succeeds or a game does well i don't know but it's it's i think that's that those are questions that we don't have the answers to and that may open this Pandora's box a look and give us a little bit clearer insight as to why this happened. Um, Ruru 2, I, I would say some of their franchises, um, so I'm going to go ahead and read this. Um, Activision Blizzard has internal numbers. They know their IP are in decline and don't have anything new for 2019. They have to trim the fat. Um, gonna be real, I, I agree with some aspects of like, hey, you know what, maybe you don't need three people to do the same job if one will do. I, I get that. Um, however, at the same time, I don't feel like 800 people of 9,600 are necessarily in that boat. Just just yeah. my thoughts, um, considering all the companies involved. Mm. Um, that being said, some IPs are in decline. Um, Diablo 3, they have a lot of good seasonal content and all that. We go back occasionally, but it's not something we play religiously. It really um, has been in new content. We never really played Heroes. Um, the, I only know one person that plays Heroes, and um, it's Seth. Yep. Friend of the show. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, and that may have dropped off now since they canceled the um, um, maybe, I mean League and everything like that, so... Uh, Diablo 3's revenue source is you buying the game. Yeah. That's the revenue source. You had to buy the game and get the expansion packs. Oh, hey, Cash Family, calm down now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know all of you watching this at least have a, had a phone at one point in your lives. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, though, guys, uh, you know, it's okay to have a slow year if your next year is going to be gangbusters like Overwatch making a billion dollars. So... And what was it? Hearthstone, last time I heard, they made like 40-something million a month. Oh, and even going on that, they talked about in their investors' call that Overwatch and Hearthstone were flat across the board. They weren't making money. They were just kind of flat from previous quarter in the previous okay, year. but previous quarter is still 40-something million dollars. You're doing really good. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, we made oh, $47 million. Dollars. Oh, man. Wait, wait, you're telling me that they're flat on profit on 40-something million a quarter or a month? Um, I'm so sorry for you and your millions Look, that you can Scrooge McDuck I, in. I wish that Rocket Punch could say that we only made $47 million last year. Darn, we missed expectations. Yeah. Well, that would be great. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be totally uh, on this, man. Look, I, I am totally cool with a studio not putting content out for a few years if that means that I'm going to get something of extreme quality when they do. It's cool to, you know what? Hey, we're going to spend 2019 on R&D. You know what? We're going to have a couple things come out. Like, we're rebooting or redoing uh, Warcraft 3. I've already paid for it. I'm going to get it. Like, you know, things like that. Like, yes, that's a must-have. Mm. Um, so that's 30 bucks. 
Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, I'm not playing WoW anymore because I've got all these other games. I'm literally awash in games. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> yeah. And this... Uh, I mean... It, well, one of the things, I guess... One of the things I want to say to everybody listening, everybody watching, my thoughts on it is... One, one of the big thoughts, I think, that I came out with this is that... Number one, like... Read more information on this before you make an informed decision... Um, even with this stuff here, because this stuff, you know, this can affect like your purchasing this purchasing decisions, yeah. what you want to buy. I think that there are some news things that hit that are very like off the cuff, and you're immediately like, if you were just reading the article, it just says Activision Blizzard laid off 800 employees, and you're like, oh, what's going on? And now, whether what whatever opinion you make off that is totally your own like you do it you're your own person make your own damn decision and then you figure out if you want to buy their games or not if you want to support something or not whatever but i think that still stay informed because there were, i think there were a lot of nuances in this conversation that slipped through the cracks the severance packages and stuff which we always complain like the industry always complained about these studios and people letting people go or closing and people were left without severance package without health insurance or anything and the fact to at least you know it sucks and it's crap that they had a profit but they still fired 800 employees but they at least gave them some packages and gave them some stuff to do yeah they didn't just kick them out the door and say hey uh, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out exactly and, and plus the other thing as well and I'm going to bring this article up I'm not going to link it in chat but it was we talked about it in discord um, these off the cuff things I this was an opinion piece by uh, on Waypoint by Patrick Klepik in the just reading the title um, Activision Blizzard reports record revenue as they F F over 800 employees I read through this article and it really kind of bothered me personally because it was very much just like a take the crap and shovel it and dump it on people and without like if for, for, for consumers for the average consumer the gamer that reads this it we, we always talk about how we hate like flaming the the, the console wars and the you know this is you know let's go with our gun reaction all the time when there's a lot more nuance to these conversations to have well-informed conversations. And I felt like that article was a little bit too much of a shot off the hip yeah. off the cuff. And like, that's why we linked the Kotaku article. It was still horrible to see 800 people got let go, but at least, like Jason gave, he gave the information, the details, and then he came back later with an opinion piece on what he thought, on basically what he was seeing. Not him necessarily, but what he's being told from the people that are working and having experiences. Bad scenario. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that—that's that—that's—that's yeah. that's the big thing. Curtis Among Us, thank you for subscribing with your Twitch Prime sub, man. Yeah. We definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Um, thank you. Um. Yeah, man, at the end of the day, with everything going on, I don't like how it's being handled, but at the same time, I, I can't change that. Um, the one thing I am doing is I'm not playing WoW right now, so I canceled my sub. Yep. I don't I don't think... I think it was handled as best as it could, as far as the severance packages and stuff. Now, the whole, like, we made a profit, but we're still letting 800 people go, that's a totally different conversation. I'm not sure, especially when you paid your... You paid an executive $15 million as a bonus up front a month before you let your people go. Like, that, that is, like, that's where I have questionable, like, hmm, where's the nuance on this here? Huh. You know, that really makes me uh, wonder what the market cap is for Activision Blizzard. 
Well, we'd have to do some research. Um, well, no, um, they're, uh, I'm, I'm responding uh, to some of the stuff I'm seeing because they're talking about stocks and dividends and that kind of stuff in chat. And... Ian, the cash family says you need to up your expectations, Cam, if this is what you think as best as you as you could is. And that's... I, I don't... I will say that's, that's with my knowledge now. Maybe you're right. I need to figure out more and learn more about... I, I'm not a business major by any stretch of the imagination, so I don't delving into these yeah. nuances of like what what could have been done better. You know, it's it's I think in recent memory, it's getting these packages and kind of this comprehensive setup that they've done is some of the best that I've seen that I, with my own two eyes. Unless somebody can give me another example in chat, um, but as far as like laying of, laying off 800 people because. Even after making record profits, that does boggle my mind uh, as to how you can do that. I don't know. I mean, I, I keep going back to Nintendo and how they handle things. And at the end of the day, this just doesn't look right to me. The optics are totally horrible on all of this. And, 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 and you, like what you said before earlier, like the fact that... Iwata-san, when Nintendo had the Wii U and the Wii U was limping along... Well, the Wii U in the 3DS launch was stagnant at best. Like, the only reason the 3DS got brought back around is they boosted uh, a bunch of support. They put everybody in the company behind it. Um, they were all in on it. They started whining and dining people to make games for it. And now it has one of the largest game libraries of any, you know, portable ever. Mm. Um, and it's... <laughs> It's yeah. when they came out and said Iwata-san and his executives say we're going to cut our we're going to cut our salaries by fifty percent so we can keep these people on during this hard time because we know we're going to fight to get out of this. <laughs> Bravo! Like I one hundred percent wish that more executives did stuff like that instead of always seeing. This executive got picked up. We got fifteen million dollar bonus. Got a ten million dollar bonus. Got a twenty million dollar salary cap. And then within the next little bit of time, seeing oh, X amount of employees got let go from the same company because they're not going to hit expectations next year. That like what like these executives? I I think do we are we do we really need fifteen million dollars? For one person to live, and, and it's and I, I know I mean, well, it is in California, but okay, good point, good point, good point. Um, no, no, joking aside, um, you really, as a human, I mean, unless you've got like Drake money, where you have to have a four hundred thousand dollar diamond encrusted iPhone case, yeah. which is an actual thing he spent money on, but it's Drake; he can do what he wants. Um, <laughs> he can do what he wants. Yeah, it's, I'm. I'm gonna be real, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like the way this is being handled. Yeah. Um, I think they're handling it as good as they can. I want. see. The the, um, the part of but, letting the people go, like, take it. And, uh, you know what? I'm definitely going to say, I love you, the Cash family. I'm glad you're here in chat talking with us about this because you're, you're giving this... Con I love having this conversation and talking to people. It, it's he, he writes in chat, um, when the automo when automotive crashed in 2008, um, all of us saw it coming. When you have a year of product, that is a problem. There are ways to cutting jobs without caning people, and I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Iwata-san has proven that. When you are... Well, and he's got some stuff earlier, too, but sorry to jump on. No, no, point. go ahead, go ahead. Um, if they want to scale back, put a hiring freeze, and let attrition take its toll, remove promotion potential isn't enough, though. All right. 
I'm sorry, remove promotion potential if it isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be real with you, man. That is 100% totally a way to do it. Be like, hey, yeah, guys, I'm sorry. We don't have room for promotions right now. We don't want to get rid of anybody. Here's what we're looking at moving forward. If it gets worse, we are going to have to get rid of people. So just in case, get everything in order. Yeah. You know, like I mean, be a little more open about it. Yeah. I feel like transparency usually is the right way to go with most of this stuff. Um, if you talk to your employees and you treat them like real human beings, they're going to love you for it, even if they have to separate from the company. Yeah. And I think, and you would even shown like a lot of people that had to leave, they appreciated, you know, they appreciate their time at Blizzard. And it sucks and they were hurt that they were leaving and this happened. But I mean, I'm talking like that example with Iwata-san, I, maybe that's a cultural thing. But I, it doesn't make sense to me why we have to pay. I get that you're the head of a company. You're leaving this multi-million dollar company. I get that you should be compensated and, fairly. Well, and not only that, um, on that point, um, CSL uh, in chat last week mentioned that half the, like, the CEOs he's met have always been stressed. Just big bags of stress yeah. as human beings. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It, 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 my big thing is like, it's like when you have these these few people at the top. I hate the one percent at the top uh, that's yeah. making these millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you got these the ninety nine percent at the bottom. And I, I'm I'm re, I'm reducing this very drastically, but I'm trying to make a point is that are making you know five six fig five maybe if they're lucky if they're like a senior executive or senior engineer, they're making six figures. But they're living in a town that has, like, where six figures is basically the minimum amount to live. And you're telling, companies are telling people that, hey, even though we made record profits, even though we're this is one of the best years ever, even though we just hired a new CFO or whoever that we gave a $15 million bonus to, we got to let 8% of our staff go. Or ten, almost 10,000 people staff go. That doesn't make sense at all. That's that's my big thing, and I, I wish I wish that some executives could see that that somebody could take an example like Iwata-san or take some time. Now I don't know how much if if this was something that was off the cuff or if they had been talking about it for a while. These rumors were go all the way back, according to Jason, back in the fall when there were rumblings of them talking back in November of them having to let people go. But I wish that. I could see that process and know like what, what, what was there anything done wholeheartedly into the best effort to try and avoid this? Were there executives like, you know what? I'll take a fifty percent reduction this year. I've got my nice yacht. I've got my two million dollar house. I can live for a year without fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it'd be it'd be a novel idea. The problem is, I think. Once you're up at that point, it's everything you can do to just make more money, even though you're well off enough to where you could live the rest of your life like a normal human human being and never work again. Yeah. I don't know if it's a mixture of greed at that point or just constantly chasing the buck. Beats me. Yeah. Um, what about the Costco CEO cash family? Keep us updated on that. Um, is this the $15 million just to hire this new... Um, I We don't know... Rurutu, he asked in Twitch chat, so is this the $15 million just to hire this new CFO to take the fallout of firing 800 people? I have no idea. Um, let me, I'll link it up so people can check it out. Um, 
15 million, but I know they gave him new CFO. I, I can't remember if it's a CFO. Yes, um, Activision gives $15 million to uh, new CFO Dennis Durkin um, as part of his appointment. Okay, so... This is from Bloomberg. I'm throwing it in Twitch chat. Okay, well, hang on. It's not $15 million cash. It's uh, 11.3 of stock um, and 3.75 million of funds. So um, he gets a $900,000 salary a year. You know, he gets a 1.35 million target bonus if he keeps them in certain ranges. Mm. Um, so PC Gamer has a pretty good article on that. Yeah, also linked um, a Bloomberg as well. So they're, they're, Bloomberg's going to be your more businessy route. Um, True. PC Gamer is going to be your more, I think, kind of how it revolves around the gamer-centric focus. True. Uh, I'm just saying... Uh, no, keep both. Put both in there. Yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, so the stock, um, the way most of the stocks typically work, or at least from my experience, um, the company I work for, um, typically in October, if we've been doing well in our role, they do give us so much stock and restricted stock units that vest over time. You don't get them all up front. And typically things like this are RSUs. Um, so that's a thing there. Um, those do take time to vest for you to get it all. Oh, oh yeah, and we they did just lose Bungie too. Yes, and that may be why they reduced their expectations for 2019. So that is a good point. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But no, um, what does everybody think? Um, everybody's been uh, definitely, I picked on the Cash Family earlier, but I definitely want to thank everybody in Twitch chat. Um, letting us know your thoughts and opinions on this. this is a great conversation. Um, if you're listening via audio, what do you guys think about this whole scenario? Um, are, are, do you have any other thoughts? Are you just kind of still upset with us as, as upset as we are? Do you know about the severance packages and everything? Let us know. Hit us up at Rock Punch Go on twi Twitter. Um, let us know on our Facebook page. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know. I'm curious what everybody's thoughts are. Uh, hit us up on Discord. Um, we're always there. We're always um, interested to hear what everybody thinks about these different topics here. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, I will say, at the end of the day, I feel like the people in charge should be taking pay cuts, though, before... And I know I'm a broken record, because I keep going back to that, before they just let people go. Just, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, if... Why, why, why do the people at the bottom have to suffer, but the people at the top don't? Right. So. Yeah. No, it's... I don't know. I guess that's because we're guys typically at the bottom on most companies, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. High five. Yeah. Woo! Um, oh man, we're just a couple of schlubs talking about games <laughs> and business, apparently. <laughs> yep, let me get my de facto business degree here. <laughs> uh, it, oh wait, it's a it's a blue envelope. <laughs> um, anything else you got to add, Will, to this conversation? Uh, I typically love Blizzard, man, but uh, I feel like right now I'm kind of meh, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm not proud of this at all. I'm, I'm curious to see how Activision Blizzard does this year um, with, with whatever they have planned. So. I, I'm curious to see the morale of the company in six months. That's the, I think that's going to be a bigger indicator of how 2020 is going to go. I think 2019 is probably going to be a wash for them. We'll find out with you guys together. Um, and with that being said, guys, that is it for episode 128 of the Rocket Punch Cast, guys. We thank you so much for participating and joining us here in our conversations each and every week. Remember, if you want to join in on the conversations, um, come to us every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, here at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. 
Um, make sure you click the heart to follow our channel here so you know when we're going live each and every week. Um, again, head over to Rocket Punch Go. It's your one-stop shop for all the content we do. Uh, you can find that all at our homepage there. Um, if you want to help support the show, you can throw us your free Twitch Prime subs. Uh, we appreciate everybody who threw theirs um, throughout the stream tonight. You can also head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Help support the show that way, and you get cool stuff Aww. in the process. Yo, Tyler, dude, you didn't have to do that, man. Thank Which, you so much. He have this Patreon pledge. Oh, my God. Come, <laughs> I mean, dude, I appreciate it, but, bro. We do appreciate it, guys. And, you know, like we said, we are we are working very, very hard to make 2019 probably the best year that we've had in Rocket Punch. Get a lot of great content for you guys. I'm going to tell you now, this episode is almost two hours. If you are a Patreon member, you are getting a lot of content this week, some of it early. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And even just regular people, you got to wait a little bit longer, but you're going to get a lot of great content this week and next week um, once we partner with these creators and whatnot. Um, like I said, uh, One Upon Cancer, Cat Dell, that creator spotlight is going to be live now. Um, if you're listening to this as audio is live, that's live now. Um, Jeremy Long in the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo creator spotlight is going to be live at the end of the week. Um, we're going to have your anthem talking about Anthem and his um, path as a content creator next week. So definitely stay tuned for that, guys. We've got a lot of great content for you. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, episode uh, double zero of uh, Southern Geek will be live on Patreon before it goes live to um, the regular feeds for all the, the regular yeah. people. Uh, there, so yeah, if you if you like our content, you like geek culture content. I'm really excited to hear you guys' feedback on Southern Geek. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording it and having very off the rails conversations. It's no, it's it's structured similar to this, but very more off the rails and a whole lot more fun. So definitely be on the lookout for that. There, well, this is fun too. So. Uh, Jeremy Long uh, from uh, G and G. I don't know what G and G means. I do know um, Jeremy Long is he's the. Um, He's, he's a creator, and he runs the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo here in Huntsville. Um, so we actually got a chance to sit down and talk with him. Dare it be. Cool. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. We appreciate your guys' continued support. We will see you guys on the next episode. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs>